Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crawford, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I too am very grateful for this vision. If it weren't for this vision... I wouldn't be able to stand here right now and do what I'm fixing to do. (laughs) Because, and some of y'all have heard this a few times, because I was full of fear and intimidation. So much so that in school I took a zero instead of standing up in front of my class and speaking. I'd rather have a zero because I could not stand up in front of anyone and say anything. But in the middle of my two or three little people that I was, you know, accustomed to, I was the life of the party and the loudest one and the most obnoxious. I was. But if you throw anyone in the mix that I don't know, then it shut me down completely. I remember in the second grade when we would have to read, you know, the teacher called on me and I had to stand up by my desk and read something in the little see Jane run or whatever book you know and I couldn't even see the page it was shaking so bad there was so much fear in me but God God set me free he took that thing out of me he showed me where it came in me and he took it out of me and because of that I can now go on with the purpose that he has for my life I can now go on with the destiny that he has for me. I can now stand up here today. And had he not taken that thing out, there's no way. There's just no way I could have. And so I, too, am grateful, beyond grateful for what this vision has taught me. It's taught me how to pray. It's taught me how to get in the presence of God. It's taught me how, how to Let God work those deep things in my heart, in my soul. Let him work on those things and walk those things out. Because I'm going to tell y'all, I got delivered a fear right there. I remember it right there. And then we got up, and it was just a few days after that we went to conference. And then we come home from conference, and on Wednesday at 3 o'clock, Pastor Eileen called me, and she said, Honey, would you preach tonight? And I said, No, ma'am, I'm sick. I ain't even coming to church. That's what I said. My husband, who did not go to church, was sitting there beside me. And he said, What was that? And I said, Pastor asked me to preach tonight. (coughs) I'm sick. (laughs) And he says, I thought y'all called yourself an army. And I said, Yeah. And he said, well, when the general calls, the private does what the general asks, even if it means your life. 
And I got so mad, y'all, I got mad. I'm like, he's a heathen, God. He don't even go to church. <gasps> Made me so mad. But I heard God. I heard God. And so I, I cried for a little bit, and, and then I picked up the phone, and I called her, and I said, Pastor, have you got anyone to preach tonight? She said, no, baby, I'm just waiting on you to obey God. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent Hunter and, and Biggin out of the house because I had to throw up and, you know, and I had to cry some more and throw up again. And, but that fear, see, the, I was delivered of the power of that fear. That thing broke out of my life. But I still had to face it. I still had to face it. And, and it got, that's just how God works, y'all. Let me tell you something. If you get delivered of um, rage... Guess what's fixing to happen? Devil fixing to get up in your face. And you got, as Apostle has said before, 2.2 seconds to decide what you're going to do. You're going to surrender to what you've always known, or you're going to go with the Spirit of God and go bite your tongue, bite your lip, bite your whatever you got to bite so you don't act out in that rage. So I had to get up here with my knees... <laughs> they was knocking, I'm telling you. I had to get up here and face that fear. And I think I said everything that I had to say that night in five minutes, and um, I said it like four or five times <laughs> in those five minutes. But I faced the fear. The next time I still felt fear. It's not like you don't, I don't ever feel fear. Are you kidding? I feel fear right now. But I will not Give in to him. Will not, because that is a demon spirit. And God said he didn't give me a spirit of fear. He gave me the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And so I'm going to stand in the face of the enemy. Because God says when you've done all to stand, stand. And he's going to come through for you. Amen? So that, that's just one thing that this vision has done for me. Just one. I could stand here all day long and tell you the things, the testimonies, and, and how, how he taught me how to pull down strongholds. And ah, oh, it's amazing when you go into prayer, go into the Spirit of God, and he shows you something in yourself or in someone else, someone that you're praying for. He'll show you that stronghold, and you can pull that thing down because in Jeremiah 1, he says, I called you, I set you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms. And how many of you know that when someone is struggling with something, it's a kingdom in their life? And we can come in to the presence of God and we can pull those kingdoms down. We, he says to throw down. Well, I, I like to throw down. <laughs> I like it. And you get to see God work in the person that you're praying for. You get to see him do something in their life. It's amazing. And so I am grateful, beyond grateful for this vision. I am. Because we see our prayers get answered. Two of them sitting right there. And there's two right there. <laughs> my prayers getting answered. God bringing my family. My family in. Because we were raised in a denomination that did not allow this. They didn't allow this. 
And when you're raised up in that, you think that's what's right. Well, the word of God is what's right. And so I had I had a, a lot of had a lot of fight to come here. But like I said, I like to throw down, even before I knew how to do it in the spirit. <laughs> and I knew that God was here, and I knew that He had something for me. And and I'm not saying this for everyone, I'm saying this for me. I knew that for me to find what he had for me, I was going to find it right here. This is where I was going to find it. And so I just, had to, I just dug my heels in. And it took me about two years to allow God to take all of that religion and self-righteousness out of me so that I could surrender myself to him and then let him start doing what he wanted to do. But I kept feeling every time I'd come to church, I'd feel the presence of God. The presence of God was just so wonderful, and it drew me here. Even when my flesh was screaming, get out, get out, get out, get out. Because, you know, your flesh don't want to die. Because we weren't created to die. We were created to live forever, forever. But sin came in. And so now I have to die to my flesh. So that I can live. Amen? So that I can live. Well, this week, um, in, in prayer, all week, really, we were um, praying about a spirit of confusion and spirit of intimidation and all these things, you know, that, that come to stop us. And, and that last day, y'all, whenever breakthrough comes, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing when you can, you feel the oppression of the enemy. Because he don't want you getting no breakthrough. He don't want that. But, but if you just go ahead and press through that thing, just press through that thing and just keep coming and, and press through that thing, God's going to come through for you. He's going to show us what it is that we need to see. And we get a breakthrough over that. Well, we got a, we got a breakthrough over that um, spirit of confusion that it was just bringing. Have y'all ever been confused? How many of you have felt like confused? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know which way to go. You didn't know how to raise your kid. You didn't know what to say. I'm, I don't know what restaurant to go to. You know what I mean? I'm Just confusion, constant confusion. That's the enemy. That is the enemy. Because I just said he gave me the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. A sound mind. A sound mind is not a double mind. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't think you're going to get anything from God when you're double-minded. Now, he saved us, right? And just like Monica said, he gave us the mind of Christ. And the spirit of the living God lives on the inside of us. For real, y'all. I mean, for real. The spirit of God lives on the inside of us. That's worth shouting over, you know, because the Spirit of Jesus lives in me. Hallelujah. So I don't have to have confusion. I don't have to be confused. <sighs> Thank you, Lord, that you gave me a sound mind that I can pull on you and I can hear you and I can know exactly what to do, exactly what to do. 
Let's start off in um, Romans chapter 8. And we'll start with verse 1. We've all heard this. We've heard this scripture right here. But. It says. There is therefore now no condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh. But according to the spirit. I just said that we, we got a breakthrough over confusion, over the spirit of confusion. Do you know that that's how you get confused? That right there. He said, there's no condemnation for those who do not walk after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. So whenever I'm saved, the spirit of God lives on the inside of me. I have the mind of Christ, right? And so whenever I lean to my own understanding... I lean to my own way of thinking. I want to do my own thing. I don't want to consult God because he ain't going to let me do what I want to do. I lean to my own desire. I lean to my own feelings. That's, that's being mindful of the flesh. That's being carnal-minded. What I'm supposed to do as a child of God, and it's not, it's not a hard thing once I real, what I see. I just got to see. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes it might be a stronghold, and I need some prayer and deliverance. But what I'm supposed to be doing is leaning not on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him. All my ways. Everything that I'm about to do. God, do I take this job? I need a job, God. <laughs> There's two right here. Which one of these jobs do I take? God, speak to me. I need to hear your voice. Lord, Lord, do I, um, do I punish my kid for what they just did, or do I just love them through this? He'll speak. Whenever um, we come into a church, God, is this the church you want me to go to? Is this where I belong? Lord, I need, I, I need you to speak to me. God, I don't have enough money to pay my bills this week. What do I need to do? How much do you want me to give Sunday morning? How much do you want me to give? See, sometimes we have to go past what we think and do what the Spirit of God says. And when I will obey the Spirit of God, peace comes. That don't mean you ain't going to have a fight. Because the devil is going to try and stop you. He's going to try and get you to compromise what God just spoke to you. But if we'll go ahead and just dig our feet in and say, God, you said this, and so this is what I'm fixing to do. And I don't care, as Daddy says, if it hair lips the devil. I'm fixing to do what you told me to do. Then God's going to do something for us. Now, Jesus Christ paid the price for condemnation. And see, whenever I don't do what I know I should do, then the enemy brings condemnation on me. Condemnation means that he's passed sentence on you. That's what it means. It, it means that he is, he's put me in jail, in prison already because I messed up. But the Word of God just said that if you walk in Christ Jesus... If you are in him and if you are saved and born again, you are in him. 
You're in him. And he said if you're in him and you don't walk after the flesh, you don't do your own thing, but you do my thing, then there's no condemnation. And even if I am walking in the spirit and all of a sudden my flesh rises up and I give to that thing, there's still no condemnation. There's no condemnation. Because he paid the price for that. Okay, let's go to verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, the law is not wrong. There's nothing wrong with the law. What's wrong is my inability to keep the law. Okay? The law is not bad. Jesus Christ came to fulfill the law, not do away with it. Okay? So the law isn't bad. It's because I cannot fulfill that law. I have to have Jesus Christ in order in me in order to fulfill the law because that's what he did. He fulfilled the law. And now I walk by the Spirit. Um, the New Living Translation, I think it's the New Living Translation, it's, it uses the word power instead of law where it says... Um, For the power of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the power of sin and death. And that's a good way to look at that. There was power. And whenever I come up under the power of the spirit of God, I can be made free. Amen? Verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds... On the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit. The things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you. You are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of god dwells in you now if anyone does not have the spirit of christ he is not his and if christ is in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit of life the spirit is life because of righteousness but if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. Now let's have a few examples of walking according to the flesh, setting my mind on the flesh, or setting my mind on the things of the spirit. I'm going about my day, doing whatever I do, and I've told you all this before. My husband, he, he keeps a book of everything he does. I mean, minute by minute, it's in that book. And he runs machines at the paper mill, you know, and he writes all those numbers in it, you know, and all that stuff. And um, when he gets through wearing his overalls, he throws them all out in the back porch, you know, where the washing machine is. And so I picked up his overalls, and I, I heard as well as I'm standing here check his pockets. 
And I thought, well, he's done. He already took all his stuff out. So I just threw them in the washing machine, and I washed that book. I washed that book. Well, I'm being mindful of the things of the flesh, just going about doing my own thing. That was the Spirit of God. He lives on the inside of me, and he really is concerned about my everyday comings and goings. He is. And he was trying to save me a fight. Because let me tell you, there was a fight. That book is important, you know. And because I didn't listen to the Spirit in just the normal, just the everyday thing. Every day. Just the other day, I'm rushing. I'm trying to get to prayer. I'm, I was cooking dinner, you know, and I was, I was going to be late. And I always leave my keys in my car. Always. I don't, we live in the country. I got big dogs. You know, I leave my keys in the car. And so I run out to the car. I before I walked out of the house... The Spirit of God spoke to me and said, get your keys out of your purse. I just kept on going. Got in that car. Ain't no keys in the car. I had to run back in the house and find my purse and get my, and there, you know, they was in my purse. He tries to help us. He really tries to help us. But we don't listen to him. We're not listening We've got to learn how to listen. That carnal, what it just said in verse 6 about having a carnal mind. The word carnal is earthly nature of man apart from the divine influence. Remember last week when we talked about grace and what grace really is? Grace is divine influence over the soul. It's God's influence over me. And having a carnal mind is having a mind without God's influence. It's without grace. And I'm just leaning on my own way, leaning on my own thinking, doing my own thing. Amen. And that word enmity is hostile. It's hostile to God. My natural mind will not submit to God. It will not submit to God. It cannot submit to God. There's no way it will ever submit to God. It is an enemy of God. This thing right here is an enemy with God. Every time God wants us to submit to his will or his way, I guarantee you this thing right here going to say something about it. It's going to say something. That's the second voice. The second voice you hear is always going to pull it to the natural. It is always going to try to pull you out of the spirit. God says when the anointing is here, I want you to give $10,000. Guess what? Your flesh, your carnal mind is going to say, I ain't got no $10,000. That's what it's going to say. You gotta, we got to start recognizing it ain't God. The second voice is not God. The Spirit of God is going to say, go give a word to this person. My natural mind is going to say, I don't know that person. Or I already knew that God. I already knew that about them. This, that, that ain't God. That's not God. I'm going to just stand here and worship. Ah. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brother Ernie has no idea. That, that second voice 
is never God. Ever God. I'll give you another one. Whenever he says give $5, guess what? That's not enough, God. $5 ain't enough. They're going to they know all I gave was $5. Which one's God? Which one's not? It's, see, it's real easy whenever we talk about it like that to know which one is the voice of God and which one's not. My flesh is always going to pull it out of the spirit. Always. Always. Um, I got so many notes. Thank you, Jesus. In Isaiah 26, 3, it says that he will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or set upon him. When I set my mind on him and I'm like, God, I don't really know how to do this because this is a process. It is a learning process. We don't get saved tonight and then tomorrow we're all of a sudden super spiritual and, and you know, know how to do all these things. It's learning. We learn how to do them. And I learned from my error. I started learning what you would have thought I learned. You know, when the Holy Ghost told me to get that, <laughs> check them pockets, you would have thought I learned because I paid for that. <laughs> I paid for that lesson. But I didn't always, you know, I started recognizing that voice. And, and then the next time it's like, God, I don't know if this is you. I really don't know if this is you, but I'm fixing to do this because I, I, th I think it's you. I think it's you, so I'm fixing to do this. And so we step out. See, it, said, it says in that scripture that, a, that the carnal mind can't please God. If we're walking in the flesh, we can't please God. You know why? It takes faith to step out in the spirit. It takes faith whenever God tells us to do something and we don't know what's fixing to happen or we don't think we have the means to do that. It takes faith. To walk in the spirit of God. But that's the only thing that pleases him. Is faith. When I step out because God I think this is you God. I think this is you God. And so I'm fixing to do it God. I'm fixing to do this because I believe it's you. That's walking in faith. That's walking in faith right there. And he's going to come through for you. Every single time. He's going to back you up. Every single time. Every single time. He will back you up. Because, y'all, he loves us. He loves us. He's not a mean God. She said it just a while ago. He ain't, he ain't man. He's not like man. Sometimes man will put us out there. Sometimes they do that. They put you out there, and you become the whatever. Because they want to be safe. But God's not like that. If you even think this is God. I, I promise you, he's going to back you up. He's going to back you up. There's a scripture in Proverbs 16, 3. It says, if you commit your ways, your, your works to God, he will establish your thoughts. And so if I commit myself to him, I'm seeking him. I'm going after you, God. I'm doing everything I know to do. To have a relationship with you. I don't think I've ever stood up here that I didn't teach on relationship and submission. <laughs> but that's what, that's, what it's, that's what it is. 
And so if I'm, if I'm developing my relationship with him, I'm spending time with him. I'm spending time in his word. I'm, I'm just worshiping him. And if I, if I speak in tongues, I'm speaking in some tongues. Because that's the spirit of God praying through me. And I'm developing that relationship with him. And then I hear something or I feel something to do. And I just get up and go do it. He is going to back you up. He's going to back you up. He's not mean. He's not vindictive. He's not hateful. He don't sit up there and go, huh, they think that's me. That ain't me. I'm going to have to knock her over the head so she'll start learning. He don't do that. He's good. He's a good, good father. A good one. He loves us and he wants the best for us. He wants us to be able to step out in faith and please him. Because whenever I, I step out in that faith and then God comes through for me, it's like, yes, yes, that was God. But I'm going to really start to discern if that's my flesh or if that's God. I'm going to be able to discern that because he's going to teach me how to do it. And it comes with working out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. And he's good to us. He's real, real good to us. So what he wants for us is that we don't do anything without asking him. Even so much as do I go to Walmart today. Lord, do you want me to go to Walmart? Because there have been times when we're going down the road and uh, you just know in your spirit, because y'all know we got a knower. It's a knower right here. And I know that we need to exit, exit, exit. <laughs> that's not the way. If we exit, that's not the way. We're going the way. And so that mind wants to say, no, we can't exit. If I exit, it's going to take me all the way. I'm going to have to go all the way around, whatever, to get back to where I'm going. But the Holy Spirit knows what's up there. And I don't know what's up there. But he does. He knows. And so we have to just take a chance that this is God until I become so familiar with his voice that I know instantly this is him. And we can get there. He said his sheep know his voice. And that stranger they won't hear. And so I can know that I know that this is God. But until I do, I just step out. I just step out and do it. And he's going to be right there for me. Right there for me. I want to look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17, 5. It says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh its his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. If I trust in myself or if I trust in my husband, you know, to lead me, then I, I have departed from the Lord. I've departed from him. And he says, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> So if I'm not listening to the Spirit of God and obeying the Spirit of God, then I am leaning 
to the flesh. Amen. And I don't want to lean to the flesh because also in Proverbs 16, it says that there's a way that seems right. It seems right to a man. But the end of that is death. So if I just continually to go my own way and do my own thing and assume that this is what I should do because it looks like what I should do and it's what everybody else is doing and it's what everybody thinks I should do. Because I just want to tell you that those, the only people that are going to be happy and excited that you are stepping out in faith and obeying the Spirit of God are those that want to do the same thing. Everyone else is going to be against it because the carnal mind thinks the things of the Spirit is crazy. It does. They think, okay, I don't have money to pay my bill, so what does God say? Give. Give it all. Uh, I'm going to pay my light bill. Give it all. Give it all. Been there. Yes, I've been there. Yes. That's the things of the Spirit. And people think, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But see, one thing that we learned around here, if it's not enough to meet the need, it's seed. Hey, hallelujah. Because God is a God of miracles, and whenever I step out in faith, believe in Him, and I throw that $45 in there, He is going to multiply it, and He is going to give back to me. Sister Sandra just said it. If you want to be debt free, then this is what you do. This is what you do. Hey, hallelujah. This is what you do. You walk by the Spirit of God. Hey, if I want the things of God, I got to walk after the Spirit of God. When he says, give it all, I got to give it all. I got to give it all because you are not going to outgive him. You are not going to outgive him. And whenever I walk by the Spirit and I do what the Spirit of God says to me, are you kidding me? He's the God of multiplicity. He is the God of multiplicity. He and His multiplication ain't like ours. We multiply two times two is four. He multiplies two times ten is ten thousand. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Two times a thousand is ten thousand. That's how He multiplies. That ain't common core. Huh? That ain't. I'm going to tell y'all something. I wanted to go to conference the very first year that I was here. It was a school of ministry. It was a July. It wasn't a normal thing, you know. And I, I, I knew I had to go. But my husband had done taking the bills. He done started paying the bills. Ooh, that was one trial. Hmm. Thank God he brought me through it. He brought me through. But my husband was paying those bills, and his words to me when he took that paycheck, that, that uh, checkbook was, your traveling days is over, honey. That's what he said. That is, I know Ruth's like, I never, never, never. <laughs> Let him say it. Come on, Tim, try. 
That's what he said. Because I didn't work. I stayed home. I didn't have no income. And uh, so I said, God, I want to go. And I knew it was the Spirit of God that was prompting me to go to this school of ministry. Well, I mean, it was, I don't even know where it was, but it was a long way off. And we stay in a five-star hotel, not the Motel 6, a five-star hotel. Them rooms cost some money. And a hamburger in them joints is 20 bucks. And I, but I wanted to go. And I knew it was God working in me. I knew it was. And I had, th- th- literally, th- this is the truth. Pastor Eileen was up here preaching. She had her Bible laying right here. And I had $25. $25 ain't going to get you to no conference. Ain't, it ain't going to get you there. It ain't going to help you none. And, I, and the Lord said, give her that money. Lay it in her Bible. So she's preaching, and she takes off running down the steps. And when she did, I ran up the steps, and I just went, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, and I went on back down. And she come back up here, and she said, my Lord, where'd all this money come from? I ain't saying nothing. But God knew that I was stepping out in faith. Now I don't have a dollar. And conference is going to cost a 1000 Going cheap. <laughs> it's going to cost a 1000 And so I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're going to get me to conference. You're going to get me to conference. Well, um, Pastor Eileen was paying for several people's way, you know, to conference. And she called me over to her and she said, Barbsy, I'm sorry, but, but God won't let me pay your way. I said, it's okay. He's going to take care of it. It's okay. I'd already give my money, but I didn't tell her. I didn't say nothing to her. And she said, okay, I just, I just, I really want to pay your way. I said, it's okay. And so we go on, and this is like, we got like one month before we're leaving. And I went to the closet and just felt, looking this jacket, found $100 dollars. I had my purse sitting over there on the pew before church. There wasn't no dollars in it. After church, there was like $45 in it. I was at Walmart, and there was $50 on the, on the parking lot. You hear what I'm saying? Who drops 50 bucks and don't pick it up? You know? God just started getting, is this, is this Okay, my mother-in-law said, I feel like God wants me to write you a check. For $150. I was like, wow, that's God. You know when your mom-in-law going to give you some money. That's God. So she wrote me a check for $150. Because I didn't have it and I gave it when he said give it. When he said give it. Not when I said, but when he said. And gave it all because it wasn't going to give me their know-how. And when I went to conference, I tithed off of what he gave me. I bought every book that they offered, and they offer a lot of books. I gave in every offering because you want to sign your house over. There's such an anointing for giving. I, I gave every offering. I never missed a meal, not one of them expensive burgers, not one. And I came home with $350. Thank you, Jesus. That's God. That's how he works in his kingdom. That's seeking him first and not trying to figure this thing out in myself. 
not trying to figure out how am I going to do this. I got to mow the yards. I got to go. I got to babysit somebody. No, I ain't babysitting nobody kid. No, I can't do that. You know, we, we start trying to figure out what kind of job can I do to get me there. I'm working it. I'm leaning toward that carnal mind. That's leaning toward that mind. God, I got to do something. I'm, I'm, oh. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but I got to do something. That's not God. God said, just trust me. You obeyed me. Now you trust me. You just wait. And he says he knows those who trust him. He knows those who trust him. And he's watching. He's watching. I was listening to this man this week, and he was talking about angels. The angels of the Lord. He said he, was, he got up to preach, and all of a sudden there was these like 100 angels showed up. He said, but they all look like me. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> and he said, after a minute, they turned back into angels. You know, they didn't look like him anymore. And he asked God, he said, what was that? What was up with that? He said, those are your angels. That's the reason they look like him. And he said, um, they go with you when you're preaching, and they're watching the people. Those who the word is going in their heart, they write it down. Not only are they watching them, they're watching you. <laughs> See what you're going to do. You're going to speak what God says, and you're going to add some of yourself. Amen. So he's always watching us. He's watching those whose hearts are going after him with everything, God. I know that you are the only way, and I want to be led by your spirit. I want to hear your voice and not do anything but that voice. You know, that's what Jesus did. He had a relationship with his father. Jesus was just like you and me. Just exactly like us. He left his heavenly power. He left all of that. And he came in the likeness, the likeness of sin. Just like you and me. Filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost. The same one. Y'all don't, y'all ain't excited about that. It's the same one. I got the same spirit that Jesus had. When he healed the sick. When he raised the dead. When he caused those blind eyes to open. I got the same spirit. And he, all he did was get up early in the morning and go pray. That's all he did. He prayed and he listened to his father. And that's what we're supposed to do. Pray. Listen to my father. Do what I see him do. Say what I hear him say. That's what I'm supposed to do. And if I do that, I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to walk in peace. Because those scriptures just said... That if I'm leaning toward my mind, I'm going to reap death. But if I lean toward the Spirit of God, if I set my mind on the Spirit of God, I'm going to have life and peace. Life and peace. Not confusion. Not torment. Not, oh my Lord, I don't... I'm not going to have that. I'm going to know exactly what to do. I'm going to know how to be. I'm going to know how to be. I'm going to know how to discipline. Not my husband, but my children. Some of us need to discipline our husbands. We think we do anyway. 
Some of you think you need to discipline your wife. Sorry. You're not supposed to do that. This is a rabbit. <laughs> We're going to chase it. Men are to love their wives. Love them as Christ loved the church. And he gave himself for her. What are women supposed to do? Honor that man. Show him honor. Even when he acts like, you know. And you're supposed to love her even when she acts like, you know. Okay, that was, that was you know, a rabbit. But that's, that's also being spirit-minded. So it really wasn't a rabbit. That's also being spirit-minded whenever I ask the Father, Lord, show me how to honor him. Show me how to honor him. Give me a way to show him honor, and then that's what I'm going to do when it is hard to do it. Hard to do it. Show him honor anyway. When they act unhonorable, you know, the word says to honor your mother and father. Not if they're right and they do everything perfectly and give you everything you want. No, it says honor your mother and father, period. If you want it to go well with you, honor your mother and father. Even when they act like, because they're human. Just like me, Josh and Hunter have to honor me even when I was screaming and acting like a fool. They still have to show me honor. And they do. Thank you. They do. So if I walk with my mind set on the spirit, I'm going to reap life, and I'm going to reap peace. And like I said, that's peace in the midst of a fight. Because whenever we are trying to obey the Spirit of God, our spouse is not going to think that's right. Our kid not going to think that's right. Our mom, dad, whatever, whoever we have to deal with, they're not going to think that's right. And they're going to try to pull us out of that. That is the devil's job, <laughs> is to pull me out of the Spirit of God and make me compromise. And when I do that, I'm going to reap destruction. But if I just set myself, God, I'm going to obey you no matter what. I'm going to obey you, God, because I hear your voice and I know you and I'm going to do this right here because you told me to do it, God, and I'm setting my face like a flint toward you. My focus is on you and I will not compromise. I will not get off of what you tell me to do. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to have peace and life because of that. Because of that right there. That right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord says in Psalms that he will instruct me and he will teach me in the way that I should go. And he will guide me with his eyes. To me, that says that I, I get so close to him that he don't even have to speak anymore. I know which way he wants me to go. 
I am going there. <laughs> That's where I'm headed. That's where I want to be. That he can, I can be so close to him that he can just look this way and I know that I'm going that way. That's what that means. That's what it means. And I just thank you, Father. Thank you that that is what you want for us, God. That you want us to walk so close to you, Lord, that we can know exactly what it is that you have for us. So if any of you have felt that confusion on you this week, like extra strong, or you've just been in confusion for a while, I just want to open up the altars for you and ask you to come up here and let us pray with you. Let us pray for you and break that thing off of you because that's not God. And, and he's going to show us how now to walk according to the Spirit. He's going to show us exactly how to do that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, God. Thank you for it, God. Hallelujah. Hi. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. Now, for more information and to stay connected with us, tune in on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.